0: My name's Nick. I'm the owner of Kevlar Joe's and I'm the roaster. I'm an Air Force Security Forces veteran, a dad to three wild boys, and a husband to my wife, Crystal, and a coffee enthusiast. From a family in a small town in Missouri, we started with this simple idea of crafting a perfectly bold cup of coffee. Inspired by wellness and countless pots of stale coffee while deployed, we wanted to craft a bold, clean, and smooth coffee. So we did! And we realized we wanted to share this coffee with our friends. Lord knows we could all use a good cup of coffee right about now. From the farm to your coffee cup, there's nothing like a good, well-crafted and bold cup of coffee. No matter what time of the day, it's there to pick you up, motivate you and relax you. We hope you enjoy our coffee. Be bold, be humble, be Kevlar. And you can find Kevlar Joe's Coffee Company anytime you want at www.kevlarjoe.com. And for listeners of the Dig Bible Podcast, use the code, all caps, DIG20 whenever you're checking out to get a 20% off discount. Enjoy. Dirty hands
1: means clean theology. Can you dig it? This is Timothy Albrino. Hey, this is Trey Smith. My name is LA Marzulli. This is Dr. Judd Burke.
0: This is Ryan Peterson. If you want to know your Bible, you have to dig. And you're in the right place. This is the Dig Bible Podcast.
2: Well, hey everybody, this is Micah Turnbull, and you are watching the Dig Bible Podcast.
3: What is going on, all my local guys and gals? And we can't forget about those long-distance pals. We're back. <laughs> We are back.
4: Yes, we are. (laughs) I'll never get used to that. I'm sorry. It just kills me every time. Hey, man, it sticks.
1: The people love it. (sighs) (sighs) They they haven't told us if they don't love it. So, you (laughs) know, that's true. (laughs) They might just fast
3: forward past the intro. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, man, uh, let's just dive right in. Uh, We got a really good episode. Steve, uh, normally it's. me doing all the boring emails and stuff but steve uh got us a really great guest this week steve go ahead and introduce our guest and set us up man
4: well today we have with us a, a seer prophet the founder of uh behold wonder and the pastor of prophetic ministry at the vineyard northwest church in cincinnati ohio micah turnbow
2: i'm glad to be here it's gonna be fun it's
4: gonna be fun I, i'm stoked i really am um Behold, I, I wanted to kind of go on this for a second. You're the, like I said, the founder of Behold Wonder, which I think mm-hmm. is such a cool name
0: mm-hmm. when we
4: kind of delve into more about your past, your history, and, and, yeah. and what you do now. I think that's a very fitting title. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I just, I loved, I was reading through, um, kind of the description. Mm. And I love what it says. Behold, wonder's goal is to see friends of God encounter him in a real way mm-hmm. so that his display of glory and power is recognized all across
2: the earth. That's right. That's I right. mean, that's our calling, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I mean, right. It's actually everybody's. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's it. That's everybody's.
4: Mm-hmm. So we love it, but it's, it's just awesome to have you and um, mm-hmm.
2: just really happy you're here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. (laughs) Well, I guess kicking off a little bit, Micah, you know,
4: not everybody knows maybe, and I would say most people in our space do, Mm -hmm. but not everybody would know when we say a seer prophet Mm -hmm. what that really means. Mm -hmm. Um, So why don't you go into that a little bit and when you realize that you had that spiritual gift.
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, okay, so just... What a seer prophet is simply, and there's there's many variations of it, but simply put, is someone who sees into the spiritual world and they talk about it. Okay, They just see the spiritual realm, angels, demons, other spiritual beings, um, and they talk about it. They tell you what's there. But the difference between a seer who serves the Lord and a seer who serves the world is the seer who serves the Lord is there about... Um, Releasing the kingdom of God. It's about the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ. That's that's every um, desire of a true seer who loves Jesus, who loves the Bible. <laughs> so that would be what I am. I am a seer who wants to release the kingdom of God, who wants to bring people into freedom, hope, you know, um, release the justice of God, the mercy of God. That's what I do. But I actually didn't really know that that's what a seer was or what even a seer, that a seer existed. Oh my gosh, until maybe I was like 17, 16 or 17. Because to me, growing up, I thought everybody could see into the spiritual world. And so when I was a kid when I was little, I would would, uh, see into the spirit world, but I thought it was a normal occurrence. I thought everybody could see it. I thought it was normal for everyone. So um, when, I, when I was little, I would just see like uh, when my sisters when they would praise dance at our church. I would see uh, lights like ribbon lights of different colors, vibrant colors. The colors in the spiritual realm are so much more vibrant. Um, and even colors that you don't even recognize. There's, and I don't even know how to explain that. There's, there's millions of different shades of red, but there are, other colors that I don't even have names for. But um, they I would see these colors move around my sisters as they would worship the Lord in church because they were in the praise dance. And I would just watch it and I thought it was part of the, the deal, you know? And I realized that uh, no one was seeing those things because I would talk to my parents about it and they would say, oh, we didn't see any red lights or we didn't see any um, ribbons, colored ribbons. And then I would say, uh, the men in the back of the building in the white suits. Because that's the only way I could dis- explain <laughs> you know what angels were. I They would always go and stand in the back, you know, and they would talk to each other. And when I was little and I would see them talk to each other, I couldn't um, hear their voices yet. But I could see their mouths were moving. And uh, they looked so nice, but so friendly. But uh, you wouldn't want to, you know, mess with them. You know, they looked like they would a <laughs> beach to a pulp if you got one you know like they were strong but they looked so nice and kind and um i remember seeing one that he would always kneel down in the back of the sanctuary i remember seeing one he would always kneel down and because he was so big that his body would go outside of the building so he would always kneel down and look inside and he would just talk to people <laughs> He'd talk to the his other fellow angels and um But, yeah, I didn't realize, oh, I'm a seer. You know, I thought this is normal life. You know, there are other people in other dimensions. I didn't, you know, honestly, I didn't even really think about dimensions when I was little either. I just thought they were just other people, you know, in the the room. So I thought they were weird when they couldn't see it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like it makes me think like, you know, you got your imaginary friend Mm -hmm. and you're telling your parents and they're like, Oh, well, is Johnny coming? (laughs) You know, they just play along or like,
2: okay, you know. And and so you're like,
1: well, you know, you don't see, you know. Yeah. I could, yeah.
2: Yeah, they're here. I mean, we would do a New Year's service, and I was little, and I was probably like four, four years old. And I remember this. We would uh, do New Year's service, and um, because we were in the Pentecostal church, so we thought that Jesus was going to come back at the end of every year, you know um but they they we would do a service and we had this throne um on the stage and they had these blue sparkles on the ground and 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 these beautiful drapes of blue and and just sapphire and everything was gorgeous and i would always see someone sitting in that seat all the time and i knew it was jesus and he would just sit there and he would watch the performance and everything and i no one could see him and i thought you know, why can't anyone see him? Oh, he's part of the show. I literally thought Jesus was part of the show, you know. He came every New Year's to watch the show, you know. So when I got older, um, I started to realize this is different, you know. Um, I'm 11 years old, 10, 11 years old, and I'm saying, and I'm realizing, okay, this is, this is a little different. No one is talking about it because the older I got, the more I started to understand I could start to hear the spiritual beings talking to him, talking, you know, and they would tell me little things, not full conversation with me, but they would say hi, hello or, you know, we love God, you know, and I would say I love him too. They weren't really giving me messages yet, but I started to started to hear them and um, see their activity more detailed. And um, no one could see them yet. So I realized I'm, I must be a little different. <laughs> You know than everybody else right now, so
4: I think that's so cool. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh,
3: I just want to ask. Uh, you know, you said you remember seeing him sitting on the throne during church Thank service. You. Uh, could you describe, you know, Jesus in, in your vision?
2: Oh, Jesus is, Jesus is so powerful. I mean, he is he is a very much down to earth kind of guy. I mean, seriously, he 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 loves. He loves life. He loves to joke. He loves to kid. He's, 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 he's so fun. But when I saw him, um, on that throne, he had his hair. Cause not all the time is Jesus hair always going to be, you know, shoulder length hair, you know, like he sometimes he has different. He puts it in different positions. So in this case, he just had it in a low uh, ponytail and he was sitting on, on that throne and he was in Brown, so, uh, in, like a, like a a rich brown and it and it was long sleeve and it came around his uh middle finger here and these different fabrics of brown it was beautiful and um on both long sleeves and then a long robe and on the side on the side of his on his right side there was this scepter but guys i tell you what it was powerful and it It was so powerful that around the tip end of it, which was like this jewel, around the tip of it, it would crack the realm around it. It looked like it was shifting, causing the fabric of reality to shift. It was so cool and so Hmm. powerful. And it was just on his side. He never used it or anything, you know. Um, But he just looked so pleasant watching the show and he would sing the songs. And when my sisters would dance... He would clap his hands, and there were times he would stand up and he would clap his hands, and and he just looked so involved, and you know, um, with what was going on. He's such a friendly king. <laughs> Jesus is so friendly.
4: That's awesome. That's such a cool thing. You know, we all have our our ideas based off scripture, based off yeah. everything we've been taught. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and, and Jesus truly is. You know, uh, he's a God of love.
2: Yes. And that's
4: something that we've been taught, you know, um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't always taught that way in the church, but we, you know, after the reformation and things like that happened and we started seeing when the Bible started being translated and people actually got the chance to listen and and, and read it for themselves, they understood.
1: Mm -hmm.
4: Um, I guess one thing I want to say before we get too far is because some people will listen and I guarantee you probably come in adversity with this kind of stuff at times. And one thing I think that's really important is that people probably look at you and say, well, that's not real. People can't be prophetic. That's not something that happens. Right. And I, I think it's funny that they can read the Bible, listen to all those things, understand prophecy is there. It's right in front of you. It. They talk about it all the time. Yeah. But then, you know, I believe that, but no, it can't happen now. Right. I think mm-hmm. we have to understand that God still works. God still does these amazing things. Yeah. We still have the Holy Spirit inside. We have the Holy Spirit inside us. You know, if we yeah. go to the Old Testament, they didn't. Yeah. I think it's really important that people understand that this is... it. The spiritual realm is very real.
2: Yeah. It's it all is. around us. It is so real. And, you know, let's just be honest. Most of the times we say God can't do something, it's just because it's never happened to us, and we just don't want it to happen anymore. Like, we... One thing that I've learned is that we keep telling God how he should act. We keep telling God how he should be around us. No, God, you don't do that anymore. No, God, you don't speak that way anymore. We tell him. When he created love, communication, experience, and encounter, he gets to decide how he wants to interact. You know, and this is how God wants to interact. He, his arms and his heart is wide open. But we look at him and we say, no, it's the same thing with the Israel, the people of Israel. When God descended on Mount Sinai, his intention was that they would come up the mountain to meet with him. But what did they say? No, Moses, he will kill us. You go. And so God said, okay, come on up here, Moses. But what would have been like if the people of Israel would have went up to that mountain and encountered Yahweh? They cheated themselves out of an encounter, and that's how we. Uh, that's that's what's happening today. It's like we keep cheating ourselves out of encounters because we made that we get we decided that God doesn't want to do that anymore. We decided that it's just not okay, and yet we sit here and we make Lucifer Satan so much bigger. <laughs> we made Satan's just it's a copycat. Yeah. <laughs> we sit here and we, we we we're quick to believe the devil we're quick to believe false prophecy we're quick to believe false encounters and witchcraft and Ouija boards and all that stuff but you say someone has a picture in their head oh you're crazy you know <laughs> when no, god right created, huh? yeah when god created the supernatural it belonged to him the spirit world it says in colossians that all things were made for him and by him satan just took it and copied it he I just hate the
3: cognitive play. dissonance, like you know, like Stephen, mm-hmm. you know, kind of touched on there. It's like
2: mm-hmm.
3: when you hear about supernatural things in yeah. the world, people, you know, yeah. are quick to say, "Oh, they're liars. They're they're attention mm-hmm. seekers. They they're mm-hmm. trying to sell books." And it's mm-hmm. like if they would stop and just think for a minute, and if they're professing yeah. Christians, it's like. You profess to believe that God came down in the flesh, died, <laughs> resurrected on the, you know, and then went down right. into hell, took the keys right. of death and and right. resurrected. And you mm-hmm. believe that a, a, a donkey w- was mm-hmm. talking to prophets and just all these miraculous and supernatural things, the right. parting of the Red Sea, the pillar of fire. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, why, why don't you? believe something as small as is god speaking to someone which is mm-hmm. in numerous accounts in your bible
2: right absolutely i
1: think it's they're scared Mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's uh i can't remember it was i can't remember if it was doug or preacher talking or if it was uh mark driscoll i, I think Stephen likes him too i like listening to him a lot he's out mm-hmm. in arizona mm-hmm. but uh it's, it's he was saying like pe- people don't want to hear it mm-hmm. because then the holy spirit you know is telling them they're doing wrong. It's convicting them. Yeah, yeah it's convicting yeah. them and they don't want they don't want to hear yeah. it. Yeah. And it's I mean you see it all the time. Yeah. You know, you, you just walk by and say, you know, have a good day, Jesus loves you.
2: Mm-hmm. And you'll
1: see someone just throw a fit.
2: <laughs> right?
1: And and what it is, they don't want to hear it Mm because they know, everybody knows deep down. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, they don't want to hear it because they don't want to feel that conviction. Mm
2: -hmm. Because,
1: you know, obviously that don't feel good. So,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't feel good. You know, right, right. Yeah. we battle not against flesh and blood, you know, principalities, powers, demons, rules of the air. You know, they're influencing hearts as well. You know, they don't want people to encounter God. That's what it comes down to is that, satan doesn't want us to have encounters with god he does not want us to hear god's voice have the simplicity of knowing the voice of god man if that that is gold right there when people realize that god speaks to you and he loves to speak to you it changes so many things
4: yeah.
3: now do you believe that that uh like people are born with you know like yourself with with spiritual sensitivity and like certain gifts that only certain people get. And if you do, is it like a muscle that you can actually train and strengthen? Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. Yes. um, You know, some people are called to be prophets. Some are called to be evangelists. You know, Um, I do believe we all can hear God's voice and see into the spiritual realm to a certain extent, to a certain level. But uh, not everyone is a seer, you know. I am not a doctor, but I can study the human body. But you won't find me in a hospital. <laughs> you know, I didn't go through the teaching and the trainings for that, you know. And I'm okay with that. Some people are, some people are a leg. Um, and so I have this, uh, this gift. This uh, I am hypersensitive to it. And so what I do is I like to train others to exercise um, their ability to see in the, uh, at, at certain degrees in the spiritual world. Visions and dreams, you know, that's that's for everybody, you know. Um, I've known people who've never seen an angel before in their life and they've taken a class for me and they saw an angel and, you know, and it was awesome. But that's why I like to, to bring a difference between seeing in the spirit and what a seer actually is. The seer equips people to see, you know, and they have... Um, you know, various degrees of levels of seeing so they can equip others, you know, to see. So anyone can see in the spirit, but not everybody is a seer. And I've had to, I've had to work at um, the muscle because it is like a muscle. I could turn it on, turn it off. Um, And I've had to practice, you know, uh, one of the ways I practice constantly is, is writing things down, journaling things down. One another thing I did was uh, I liked art, so I would uh, draw or sketch out the angels I would see, and that was really fun to do. And I got some minor art lessons from a friend of mine um, on how to do wings and just body structures and things, just to kind of get me going. And that was fun. That was a fun process to uh, strengthen my gift to notice detail because I'm taking in so much, so much uh, sensory things at the moment that i can sometimes miss detail you know and so drawing things out and writing it down and slowing down say okay you know what did i see here you know helps me to strengthen it yeah yeah and you know physical exercise is is also a thing you know um some people don't think about this but for seers, it's like you know exercise getting good sleep that also helps um, at the various degrees of the encounter, how strong the encounter is, will affect my body physically. So if I am moving in the spiritual realm with the Lord, you know, because this happened to John, where God moved, put him in the spirit, you know, um, moved him from his body and put him in the spirit. If I'm in the spiritual realm for a long time, especially before the throne <laughs> of God, there's power on my spirit body. So when I enter back into my physical body, it, it, can uh, make my physical body very sore. And uh, I have to eat. I have to um, rest my physical body. And you see biblical examples of that where um, some of the prophets would fall down as if they were dead and they would say strength and they would stand back up, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. because it just takes a toll on your body. So, um, yeah, there's various things I do to stay strong and keep practicing, and keep studying
3: now, is there anything like you do far as, uh, I know you mentioned, you know, the the how it drains you physically. Like, mm-hmm. is there any kind of, like, preparatory work like, you know, you do to to try to mm-hmm. uh, get a message mm-hmm. from, from the, you know, these angels and stuff? Or is mm-hmm. it just, just total random? Is it they just approach you whenever they want to?
2: Mm-hmm. It yeah. is both, actually. Um Surprisingly, Sometimes angels come and I feel like I'm so unspiritual. I'm doing unspiritual things like I'm watching Netflix or...
3: Oh, uh, you're human, you know. brother. We're all human. Yeah, I'm
2: doing just whatever I'm doing and they show up. Sometimes I'm in my car eating, you know, on my lunch break, eating Panera or whatever. And they'll just approach my car wanting to talk, you know, and they'll sit in my passenger seat or they'll lean against the hood of my car and look at me and talk, <laughs> you know, so I... I do things to um, also prepare. Um, I One of the things I, I really recommend is meditating on Scripture is so important. Meditating on the Bible is key to um, really... Because angels, when they talk to you, or any, like, any spiritual being that the Lord sends, when they talk to you, um, they will be saying verses to you in like a conversation setting, they don't always say, "Oh, Acts two thirteen says." They're just talking in a conversation. So meditating on the scripture helps you to pin out, pinpoint scriptures and verses that they're saying naturally. And so when angels talking to me, I'll say, "Oh, that's Colossians three six that he just said." Oh, that's Revelation four one, and we're just having a conversation. So meditating on scripture is so important when interacting with spiritual beings, um, so you can follow along with them. You can continue the conversation. It's a smooth process. So that's one of the things that I do to prep. But guys, honestly, I'll, if you read a lot of my stuff with angels, it's just I am doing whatever. I've had it where I'm brushing my teeth, and one walks into the bathroom. <laughs> just I'm brushing my teeth and walks by. I threw my toothbrush at the at the mirror because it startled me. <laughs> you know, I was like ah. We just talked. You know, I've I've had um. um at a park or in a movie theater, come sit next to me in a movie theater, <clears throat> you know, all kinds of ways. They just show up, you know, because they want to have a
0: conversation and I can see them and they know that they can talk with me. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to insure your home and auto with the Better Insurance Agency. So even if you don't know your tabernacle from your tallest, we will still help you shop through multiple insurance companies to find the right coverage and low price. Whether it is home or auto, life insurance, or insurance for your small business, the Better Insurance Agency will be there to help. After all, a better future is built on a firm foundation. Find out more and visit us at www.thebetterquote.com today. Available only in Virginia and Tennessee.
1: My question's
0: are you sitting there and they always
1: do they come up and be like, What are you doing? <laughs> you thought know you ain't supposed to be doing this. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes. That's always the fun part—is when getting you, called out. Yes, um, my, the 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 guardian angel who's with me. His name is Eden, and Eden is enormous—at least like 13 feet tall. He's enormous, and his wings are are um, he can make them appear or disappear. But his wings are so big that they kind of like drag the floor. They're they're just large. But when he's angry, when like if there's a demonic attack coming, he turns into a bear, a big bear, and is just insanely powerful. Just as, and he's just destroying and ripping apart, you know, the demonic. And, And I've seen him do that. And, you know, there were areas of my life where I dealt with sexual sin a lot. And being a seer, you know, you could see what's going on. You could see what's going on in the spiritual realm including in things that you were watching and uh eden would stand in front of me would stand in front of me and his wings would extend the room <laughs> they would extend out the room and the i would see these demons that were trying to claw they were trying to claw in and touch me and his wings were out open like that and they couldn't get through you know and uh yeah when you can see in the spiritual realm it's yeah they uh Things are different. The worldview view is, is very different. But yeah, they would discipline me. They would say, you shouldn't do that. Why'd you say that? Why are you thinking that? And I would have to say, sorry, Jesus. You know, sorry, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So do they, do they glow
3: or anything like that? Because I know a lot of people talk about, like, they have, like, an aura about them, you know.
2: Oh, yeah. Some of them glow. Some of them are like fire. My favorite ones are the ones that are like the elements. There's one angel I saw one time where the half half part of his body was fire and the lower half was water. And he he would mix them together. He would take his hands and he would swirl them and he would mix them together. And he would create these images. When he would talk, he never really spoke with his mouth, but he would create these pictures with these elements. And I would look at the pictures and I would read the pictures. There's all kinds of different angels, full of light, full of fire, full of, some of them made out of water. I've seen one angel that was complete feathers, just feathers. And you could see these eyes in the feathers and he would, um, he, the feathers would, kind of like how your hands go like this. That's the, it was like, that's how the feathers would move. They would go like that and you could see these different eyes in them of different colors. It was amazing. All kinds of different angels. To see
4: that would be unbelievable. That would just yeah. blow. I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess jealousy's a sin, but I'm, I'm mildly jealous. Oh well, maybe more than mildly jealous. <laughs> I'll pray right that now. y'all
2: can have encounters with them. We'll pray together, <laughs> yes, because the, the Lord is giving out encounters. He's giving out angelic encounters through visions and dreams. And but one thing about angels, guys, is that they all don't look like us all the time. And they, like I said, Eden turns into a big bear when he's, when literally when he's in fight mode um, they are they are all different you know um, some of them are as big as buildings I saw one time I saw an angel that filled the hemisphere like the entire hemisphere I was driving on the highway and the sky cracked open and this angel whoa, just comes and he stands and he's filling the entire hemisphere and he points his finger at me and he says you the Lord has a message for you go home <laughs> that's what he had to tell me and I pulled over real quick. And I just screamed because I was so like, ah. But of course I went home. But you know, I had to I had to scream for a moment, you know, because that was so intense. He filled the entire hemisphere. You know? That's why I love the verse that says that when Jesus um when Jesus comes back to sins with all of his angels. Y'all, do you understand all of them? There are angels bigger than this planet. The, all of the angels are going to appear. Can you just picture that? No wonder the earth is going to need to shift. Because how are we going to fit those beings in here? You know, how, how is that even going to work? Can you imagine? It's not going to be like this, poof, there's Jesus. I'm talking about ripping of the natural world and lightning and fire. And all these beings coming in and Jesus is here. Because he's going to come here and live. <laughs> and I've seen Jesus in glorious states. I've seen Jesus so full of glory that I felt like I was going to die one time. It was so much. See, Jesus decides to, the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, they, they, um, they subside their glory so they can have conversations with you. You know, because they want to talk to you. They want to be with you. They're not going to explode you. You know, but I've had Jesus. I was in my dorm room at college and I was just taking a nice nap because, um, you know, sleeping in between classes and uh, the door swings open and Jesus steps in and guys, the light and the colors come the, who come out. It just His hair was on fire, everything, his eyes were on fire. He was so it, full of intense brightness and light and he just was standing in the doorway and he was looking at me and I had my pillow and I, and I don't know how to explain this, but I had my pillow and I would turn, I turned away from him because of intensity But when I turned away to the wall, there he was. I couldn't hide from him. He was right there. Then I would turn to the other wall, and he was right there. I don't know how to explain that, but it's like you couldn't hide from him. He was everywhere. And I just, and I remember saying, I'm trying to get these words out of my face. I'm covering my face. I'm saying, (laughs) Jesus, Jesus. I'm saying, Jesus, wait, wait, hold on. And then he just puts his hand, he walks up to me, puts his hand on the top of my head, and this peace just came all over me, all over my body. And then he, sped, he said, what can I do for you? And I just was like, what are you, what? What do you mean what can you do? The king of the universe wants to serve me right now? Whoa, you know, and I just sat, laid there on my bed in his presence. I didn't, Court courts didn't tell him anything. I was just so overwhelmed with this peace and and that's when I realized that Jesus, the Father, Holy Spirit, they want to be in relationship with us so much that they even will tone down their glory so they can be with us. Because their glory and their power is just unlimited. Just unlimited. And people say, don't, you know, don't worship an angel, Micah. I'm like, when you see the king of glory, <laughs> it says in his word, who is like you among the heavenly beings? In the council of the beings... In Proverbs, it says, who is like you among the heavenly beings? If you see Jesus and even the most glorious of angels, you'll be like, whoa, Jesus is outstanding. No one can compare to him. <laughs> you know, he's amazing. Jesus is amazing.
3: Well, have you had have you any encounters with uh, other biblical characters, you know, like uh, like Michael, for instance? Because, you know, even his Michael. name in Hebrew means, you know, uh, "Who is who is like Yahweh? yes
2: yes i've had encounters with michael i have had encounters with uh gabriel now michael and gabriel the personalities are different michael talks less um he's very kind very all angels are super kind you know that they um the warriors let's just say the warriors talk a little bit less because they they want to destroy something they want to break something a little you know, less talk a lot
3: more action huh
2: Yeah, they were like, let's, let me, you know, let me, I saw one time an angel that was full of knives one time. His everything was sharp and he was protecting children. He was looking after children. And Michael had sent him to this, to that location in my city to literally watch over the children at a local park. And I go over to this angel, I slide over to the angel, trying not to be, you know, weird or anything, but, you know, I slide over to the angel and the angel is standing there and he's got all these sharp, like everything was made out of these metal blades and knives. And his wings opened up. And you could see him, just blades and knives. And I said, what are you doing here? He said, Michael has sent me here to watch the children. And I said, oh, wow. And he said, you could see the demon count on the floor. And so I, I didn't realize this, but I looked on the ground, and there were these guts on the ground from demons that he had destroyed that tried to get near him. This angel just... And I said, I said, I said, how do you how do you handle this? How do you how do you deal with fighting these demons? And so he said, stand back. And so I stood back. And I'm having a real conversation in real time, you know. And he opens his wings, and then they go, like like knives, and he just cuts them anything that gets near him to pieces. And he's and he and that's his job is to watch the children. But Michael assigned him to that spa, to that spot to watch kids. Angels are fascinating. But Michael is, is big. He has a stash that says his name on it. Um, sometimes he'll carry two swords of lightning on his on his right and his left, bronze wings, bronze color wings with fire, um, hair black. He's got black hair. And he looks like a wrestler, you know, kinda of stands like that, looks like a wrestler. When I first saw him he just he was just big and he was just looking at me, you know. Like a bouncer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Is he
2: is he Hulk Hogan
3: or is he Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage?
2: Uh, I mean, like, you, like he reminded me of what those wrestlers you see on those those shows, you know, just big and just, you know, and he was just standing there. I mean, I remember, like, his muscles and biceps were just huge and he was just standing there. He looked really upset,
0: <laughs> you know? He
2: just looked really upset when I first saw him. And my thing is with angels, this is just a fun thing I do, but my thing with angels is if I see an angel, I like to go and poke him, you know, just to break the ice. The knife angel, I couldn't poke because he had. Shut <laughs> Ow! Yeah, yeah, I couldn't poke him. So when I went up to him, I was like, I Only once. Put... Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like, only once. I have three fingers now. You
3: know? <laughs> With <laughs> Eden, you you'd be literally him. poking the bear.
2: Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um, Michael is he's awesome and he's powerful and he loves kids. That's why children tend to see Michael the angel because Michael appeared to children. He loves children. Um, even though he looks like he doesn't, he absolutely loves children and he loves he, he, he's so passionate about um, us loving Jesus and staying focused on our on our purpose and our task. where Gabriel is just Gabriel is very uh, royal looking. blue. He's, they call him in heaven, they call him the blue silver star because if he stands in the skies in heaven, he looks like a blue star with silver. Uh, uh, auras coming around him, and um, blue eyes, just beautiful. Um, and his wings will be silver at times. You could see sapphire gems inside each of the feathers. Um, but Gabriel's easier to talk to because he—he's a messenger, so he's easier to talk to. And um, and uh, but they make see one thing about angels is that they have relationship. What I mean by that is that they're—they're they're not robots. They know each other. They live life with each other. And um, when I sat in a room one time with Gabriel and Michael, and uh, they started to kind of banter, not banter, or get on each other playfully, you know? And uh, Gabriel would say, you know, Michael always looks serious. Michael looks so serious, but you put a child in his arm and he melts. Put a child in his arm and he melts, you know? And um, Michael's less talking. Gabriel is all, chat, chat. It's just really interesting. Angels are fantastic. <laughs> they are living, Our, breathing beings. On <laughs> that, that same note, and
4: you've talked about it with Eden, you said your guardian angel, right?
2: Yeah. So mm-hmm. do we
4: all have a guardian angel, every one of us?
2: Yes, you do, you do. So yes, everyone has one. And so when Father, uh, when Father knits you in your mother's womb, the first person that you talk to is him. Father tells you everything. He tells you everything you're going to do before you come to the earth. And um, so once he he sends you to, uh, to the earth, into your mother's womb, because man and woman uh, make the soul and the, and the body, um, he looks throughout all the angels, and then he says, you know, you go. He selects them, because he doesn't just want to pick some random angel. He picks one that will best fit you best fit your growth and you grow with the angel as you're here so this is why it's so neat when you go home to be with the lord forever um that your garden angel goes with you and you guys have the most cool conversation um because he was with you through every experience of your life every experience good bad and ugly they were there
1: mine's gonna slap me around a lot
2: (laughs) You know what, and you guys will have a great time laughing about it because his perspective you'll get to hear. He'll, you know things that you thought you know oh, I didn't do well here. The angel will be like, you did amazing. Did you not know what happened? You know, uh, it's they're they're going to really tell us some really cool stories. So yeah, garden Everyone has one. Everyone has a guardian angel, but it's not just some random angel that's around you. This angel was handpicked by God Himself to be with you. And to experience life with you.
4: That's a very comforting thought. You know what I yeah. mean? When all the things that we go through, and it kind of leads me into my next question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I talked about it a little bit with you, I think before we even started that the, yeah. the spiritual warfare landscape.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You just
4: talked about the angel with the children, you know, with the knives all over, and yeah, and he that you know, these he's taking these demons out, protecting these children.
2: Yeah.
4: Are we like what, is it, what does it look like on a daily basis? Are we always under attack? Does it come sporadically? Is there times when we're just more oppressed? Like mm. how does it, at least in your perspective, in your experience, how does that, yeah. how does that spiritual warfare look?
2: Yeah, um, we are, we, yeah. So the way it spiritual warfare works is, you know, I tell people, you know, demons really don't like you at all. But there are far less demons than there are angels. Yippee. Okay, far, far less than than there are angels. Um, not all the time, not all the time is there a demon around you that the angel is going to protect you from. That does happen, you know, that, especially guardian angels. They're the first line of defense usually when it comes to you personally. If they need backup, they'll ask for backup. Literally, they'll ask for a backup. Other angels will come in to assist. Um, but their main purpose is, when dealing with spiritual warfare, is to remind you of your identity because there's so much authority in you. Um, angels will do what they can to move things away. Like, I, there's a time when I was going through a lot of anxiety attacks, and there were extra angels to help me go through that. They reminded me of Marines, just pillars of fire. They were insane. They had long spears and everything. It was awesome. But their goal of that was to teach me to walk in authority. You know, teach me to walk in authority that my voice carries weight in presence of the kingdom of God. When I speak a thing, when I speak into that demonic activity or that demonic atmosphere, things have to change. And so angels are so, um, when it comes to spiritual warfare, they really want you to press into being who you are, who you truly are in the kingdom of God. But um, um, they also minister healing as well. You know, when we go through... Uh, warfare and our hearts are hurting um, your your garden angel will be there to minister to you they're like the friend the comforting friend that sit next to you you know to put their arm around you you know and to strengthen you you know to continue to press in but yeah spiritual warfare can be just as just as exciting as armies everywhere to just as simple as hey get up you can do this you know speak to that thing it to go away. You know, it's very. That's
1: awesome. Mm-hmm. It is
3: cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And see, I think the spiritual warfare side too is we, uh, we tend to fantasize and over exaggerate things sometimes. And yeah. yes, things are spectacular at times, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, just my opinion, but most of the time it's kind of like the screw tape letters. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. small little attacks, you know, little temptations thrown your yeah. way, yeah. and it's kind of like you know, I always envisioned yeah. it as it was uh, like a like a test, like testing ground, yeah. temptations for you and and your spiritual growth, and if yeah. and when the time comes that you are just overwhelmed with demonic forces and things like that, then you know your yeah. your angels or God will will step in with the with the assist, mm-hmm.
2: but you know yeah yeah that's right yeah it always comes against your mind your mind is, is, is so powerful that's why Satan always attacks you if he can get you to think that way you'll speak it and then that's where he got you because he knows there's power in your tongue he knows there's power in your voice so if he gets your mind to think in those lies and then you speak it forth you start to create realities around you and so one of the things that your guardian angels will do if they see things entering your mind they will speak to you and encourage you no, that's not right. No, this is what God's Word says. This is what God says you are. This is who God says you are. Because they know that if you start speaking things, then that means warfare You know, level one ends up going to warfare level two. Then the demons start coming around because you created a space for them. You created a, a nesting ground for them. See, when we start to use our mouth to create realities in the demonic kingdom, I'm depressed, I'm lonely, I'm this, I'll never... We're creating a nesting ground for demons to come in to fill it. And they, they come in to take a, a, a root there. And so your guardian angels then will move into phase two, which is now to protect your space because you invited in demons by your words. But they always try to um, eliminate that process by speaking to you, saying, hey, this is what God's word says. So that way they won't have to go into that level two of warfare. They can just get you your words right, create reality of goodness and peace and righteousness, those kind of things.
3: Now, have you ever had to test a spirit? You know, it says that, you know, beware that, you know, uh, Lucifer, you know, portrays himself as an angel of light. Have you ever had, you know, a a non-benevolent entity approach Mm. you and pretend to be your friend or one of the good guys that Mm. you had to discern? And if you, yeah. if you have, could you uh, elaborate on that and tell us a little bit about that?
2: Oh, yes, I have. And, and again, when I tell you these it, that, about this, this isn't to put fear into anyone, but just to everyone to understand you have things in place. You don't need to be afraid. This is why I say it's important for you to meditate on God's Word because any spiritual being that comes to you will enhance the Bible will enhance the Bible and they will speak God's word in some kind of a way. So it's important to meditate on God's word. But I've had, yes, uh, spiritual beings come that do not serve the Lord. And uh, they would try to tell me things, try to get me to go to places or get me to release things into the earth that uh, are not from God. And um, it's important to ask questions. It's important to ask questions. Who are you? If you need to, who are you? who do you serve, do do, do you serve the Lord Jesus, all those kind of things, those are great things to ask. But I tell people this, and this is what people kind of get a little upset at me on. And it's because they get upset at me on because it's rooted in fear and it puts it all into their court. The way you truly test a spirit is knowing who God is. Because any spiritual being that God sends to you will carry his presence and his light demons satan any spiritual being that is evil cannot bring or release light so if you are regularly spending time with god in his word and in his presence that's the light of god any spiritual being that comes to you that ain't him that ain't from him you'll say uh, you'll call it immediately nope and I've had that happen where spiritual beings, because you know, demons and other spiritual beings, they get nosy. You know, they're like they're like mice, they're like rats, raccoons. You know, they just they just get nosy. What you doing? They flown into my house one time, and I recognized it. Yeah, get out of here. No, I knew it because I know what light looks like. I know what true glory and light and presence looks like. I know the very smell of my king. I know the very, the, the, the very feeling of my king because I spend time with him there. That any spiritual being that comes in, you'll recognize like that. So the question is, when people want to test the spirits, I like to ask them, do you know Jesus? Do you know his word? Because that will eliminate any fear of something false coming to you because you know exactly what to do. Ain't nobody think twice when a fly comes into your house, right? Nobody thinks Mm -hmm. twice about a fly coming in you remove it or swat it or tell it to go away. That's how you treat spiritual beings that aren't from the Lord. Get out of here. No, this is my space. This is my space. You can't be in here. You stink because they do. That's a beautiful (laughs)
3: thought. I mean, even the smell, you know, you you know, the smell of -hmm. your king. That's just a beautiful thought, you know
2: hmm So it's intimacy with God. Are we intimate with God? Are we intimate with his presence? Are we intimate with his word? Do we know his word? Do we know his presence? Because when things come to us that don't serve him, we'll recognize it like that. You know, you'll recognize, oh, that's not him. Oh, uh, no, that don't. And then, you know, freak. I've had I've had Satan appear to me before.
3: Mm. Satan
2: appeared to me. He did not look like a pitchfork horned creature, whatever. He actually looked very handsome black hair smooth black hair and had gems all in them you know in his in his robe and everything and he was real crafty with his hands and he started talking to me and so what I did was I he was he, he peered and he started talking to me I went downstairs I went downstairs and I made myself some tea and he was he was just talking to himself I didn't have time for that and when I went back upstairs and he was still there I said ugh. I said, you need to go. I don't have time for you. You have to go. You have to go. And so he just turned around. And he left. Oh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that's how it is. That, that's it. That's, that's, that's awesome. it. You don't, you have so much authority. You have so much. And I remember Eden was sitting in the corner and he was uh, reading. And then I, and, and I looked at Eden and I said, just to ask him, I said, the angel, I said, why didn't you do anything? He said, he said i didn't need to do anything he said you, you handle it just fine just go you got this to get <laughs> yeah told him to get you know to get you know and he, satan was just trying to get me to use my gift for power and and um you know if you if you say things this way you know more people will like you if you say things this way more people will give to your ministry you know if you say and i was like no because this ministry ain't about me this is about jesus I, that's a one big red flag <laughs> Ain't about me, bro. I'm going to go down and get some tea. You just talk to yourself. You I mean, <laughs> know, <laughs> you talk to yourself. That's Spiritual just... warfare at its finest, right there. I'm going to go get tea. <laughs> with lemon. <laughs> yeah, with lemon. Are you, are you with a
3: chamomile lemon. Chamomile kind of guy.
2: <laughs> I like chamomile, actually. Chamomile's really good. Mm uh-huh. hmm. Now I gotta
4: say, I gotta say, you know, this is definitely you have a gift. Obviously, you have a gift, and it's it's something that, you know, we all have spiritual gifts. Yes, they're all different. We all have different things that are given to us, and Mm -hmm. that God wants us to use. And you're using yours, but just like anything that God calls us to do, sometimes it can be difficult. Yeah, right. Sometimes things are a struggle. I mean, yes, is this a burden to bear for you at times that you have
2: this this gift? Yes, it is a burden. I'm just glad you asked that because not everybody asks that. It, it is a burden. Um, it's not too heavy of a burden because Jesus said that his yoke is easy, his burden is light. That's true. But there is a heaviness to it. There is a reality to it, a lifestyle you have to live to can sustain it, to keep it. Um, but being in community, um, having friends around you uh, to really pray for you. My best friend, uh, Keith, And you guys might've seen him on my social media. He is such a good friend to me and, um, really keeps me uplifted. He told me that the Lord told him, he said, you know, everybody wants to live in the spiritual world and see these things. And Micah, you just want a normal life. You just want to, you know, go to McDonald's. You just want to, you know, and so what he does is he and I, when we hang out, he just, we just do fun, normal things together because it is a burden, you know, um, as much as I can turn things on or turn things off you know there's moments to where I'm so tired that the muscle just don't want to work and I'm just uh, up taking in so much stuff that um, it's difficult you know it is it is difficult seeing spiritual beings and and having these encounters but the Lord sustains me regular times of sitting in his presence not even praying, uh, just sitting on, my, on, my, on the floor on my back and saying, Holy Spirit, minister to me. <laughs> you know, and he does. And then there's times where I would say a good, I would say half, 50-50. There's, he's, he is ministering to me himself. You know, Jesus, Holy Spirit, whatever. They're there, just minister me and I'm not doing anything, just in his love. The other 50% are people. He's ministering to me through people. And I recognize his presence and his love through other people. And I um, it took me a minute to recognize that, you know, because um, I thought, it has to be you, it has to be you. And I remember him saying, Micah, that's me. Do you see that person that's looking at you that, wa- that gave you a real big hug? Said, so I love you, man, I'll pray for you. That's also me. Receive that. And when I started to receive that, oh, it was amazing. It's like the presence of God coming off that person. And to me, it's just it's awesome. Yeah.
4: Whatever you've done to the least of these, my brothers, you've also done for me.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's, that's right. That's exactly that's right. it. Yeah, that's right. And so I need people. Some people will ask, and they'll say, like, "Oh, I bet you, you know, you're, you are, you don't need anything else. You don't need anyone. You don't, whatever." And I say, no, I need community just as much as every other person. I need to be encouraged. I need to be told good job. I need the thumbs up. I need the high fives, the pats on the back. You know. I need those simple things just like everybody else. 100 mm-hmm. I mean, percent It all
3: goes back to image bearing that's something that, that's really fascinated me especially since I've been digging deeper you know into, into the Word mm-hmm. of God. you know when he, yeah. he created you, you were made in his image you're his image bearer yeah. you know mm-hmm. you know the world is supposed to see God through your actions through your love through your forgiveness yeah. through, through all these things and yeah. i compare it to a mirror you know it, mm-hmm. it's not a mirror that's just pointing straight up to god so that when god looks down he sees himself
2: mm-hmm. you know it, it,
3: it's it's kind of inverted so that way
0: mm-hmm.
3: when god looks down to you yeah you mm-hmm. see god but you're pushing that image of God out into the world. And people are seeing God when they look at you, if you're doing it correctly.
2: Mm -hmm. That's right. You reflect him. You reflect his love. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, uh, he told me, Jesus appeared to me one day and he said, "Oh, and I'll never forget it. He grabbed my, my hand and shook, shaking Jesus hand is awesome. But Jesus' hands are still calloused because he works with them. He's still a carpenter. So his hands are still rough, you know, around the edges. And, um, but uh, uh, he grabbed my hand real strongly and like uh, and what you said Justin he said, Micah?" I said, "Yes Jesus." He said, "You are a representation of what love looks like to anyone who comes around you. You guys watching all of you, you are a representation of what love looks like. you know and that's what makes us so unlike any other spiritual creature, any other any other creatures that we reflect what love looks like. We reflect what goodness looks like. We reflect what what beauty looks like, you know? And Jesus told me, he said, you reflect that. You are an image of what love looks like. Because when I made you, I put love in you. I put goodness in you. I put strength in you. I put, he just started naming things. And I just felt like, oh, that's so awesome, you know? <laughs> it was cool. It was cool to hear that from him. Well, that's the person you want to hear it from right there. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> right,
4: but That's right. Now, that's I great. guess kind of going along the, the same lines, you know, it, with the prophetic side of things, you know, what do you think the world needs to hear right now? What is everybody mm-hmm. out there? I mean, you're giving messages and, and we're, you know, all of us, you know, we read God's word. We're all, God speaks to all of us. I, yeah. I mean, we all and we all get yeah. spoken to a little bit differently. Sometimes yeah. you hear something audibly. Sometimes yeah. you are... Like for me, a lot of times it's... I'm reading the Bible, and it's mm-hmm. like the Bible jumped up and smacked me in the face. That's just... Yeah. I can tell
0: when mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. talking to me. I mm-hmm. feel it.
4: I know. Yeah. yeah. And I, you talk a lot about intimacy with God and, and how yeah. He wants to be... And we are supposed to fear God, but I think people take that in such a... Fear is not fear as in you know being scared of something.
0: Right. Fear
4: is just acknowledging his power, his greatness, yes. you know, knowing yes. who he is.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
4: you know, what does the world need to hear right now? And, and, and how should they kind of approach the world that we're in today?
2: Yeah, you know, the biggest thing, even I, I've seen Jesus weep and the Father weep over this, this same things, And the biggest thing that I, w- I would say is that God wants to connect he just wants to connect with you he wants to he wants to be there for you he wants to be in your life he wants you in his life and knowing that there's a there's a this supernatural massive creator that's on the throne that lightning and power comes out of him and he says heaven is my throne earth is my throne all of these massive things looks down at you and he says i just want to connect with you I just want to be in your life and you in my life, you know. And I I know that that's, that's what what I keep sharing to the world is that God is ready. He's, he's ready and he wants you to want this, you know. See, I remember Jesus said to me, he said, Micah, I want this. He said, I want friendship with him. He says, but I'm not going to control anyone. I'm not going to control anyone to come to me. I'm not going to control anyone to talk to me. I'm not going to control anyone to connect with me. He said, it's up to them to want this. He says, the door is open. My arms are open. He says, I am ready to connect, but it's just up to the person now. And I said, Jesus, what do you want me to do about it? He said, just keep reminding them again and again and again. God is ready to connect with you. He's ready to be your friend when Jesus appeared to me and he was crying and 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 he said Mikey bring me friends I couldn't say I couldn't say no to that because his heart was so vulnerable that that would be the message to the people is I'm ready to be your friend now I'm ready to be your friend and I believe that is what the world needs to hear we're so into trying to discern what is right and wrong, who's false, who's good, who's who's leading this, who's leading that, who's over this, who's over that, that we miss the simplicity that Jesus is just ready to be your friend. He's ready to connect. He's ready to have that intimate time with you. He's ready to be involved in the things you do and wants you to be involved in the things that he does. You know? Yeah, That's awesome.
3: And uh, I wanted to ask you this, Micah, because uh, I have a really... You know, supernatural you know worldview with with the Bible, and yeah. when you look into you know Deuteronomy thirty two, you know it talks mm-hmm. about you know it was basically a retelling of the Tower of Babel, and it says that you know not only was mankind split, it says that mm-hmm. uh, the tongues were split, but it says that the the peoples were divided amongst the sons of God. You know, yep. you get in Psalms, yep. you know, 82 it talks about, you know, they ruled unjustly and they will die yep. like any prince. So you see mm-hmm. that spiritual warfare going on uh, mm-hmm. with your experiences and what you have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, are these, you know, entities slash fallen angels that are ruling unjustly that, that the Bible talks about, are they still
2: mm-hmm.
3: ruling today? But I know everything's Mm. been put under, you know, the authority of Jesus, but like basically Mm. like vice regents. Are we still Mm -hmm. seeing that today or as those things come to an end at the (coughs) cross?
2: We are still, very good question. We are still dealing with them because Paul says we battle against principalities and rulers of the air. So we still have to deal with them. Good news is that you're right. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he took everything was brought under his feet you know, he took authority over the heavens. Um, so, when we deal with the principalities and powers of the air, we go in the name of Jesus. And I like to stress in the name of Jesus because a lot of a lot of these supernatural folks will try and do it themselves, and the spiritual beings up there don't recognize that. They recognize the name of Jesus. They recognize the authority of Jesus. But yes, they um, they are still active. They are still trying to influence. Um, they are still trying to battle. I was just talking to a minister the, uh, a few weeks ago. He was in New Zealand, and he was asking me, what are the spiritual beings, uh, the, the, uh, the gods, the Elohim, that are over in New Zealand? And I said, I feel like there's two, and so I began to tell him, you know, um, you know the two that were there, and, and um, we talked about their decision. They, they have free will to serve God or not. But yeah, they're they're around, and they like to influence And that is part of the spiritual warfare we have to deal with. Yeah.
3: Well, just to follow up uh, with that, with Mm -hmm. over America, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: uh, which Elohim do you think that is residing over America?
2: Well, um, we have one that is crossing. Well, we have one that is in the sea that is actually trying to influence us, uh, especially in the areas of, uh, well, I don't know if I can go into detail with that one right now, only because I don't know where this is going to show. So <laughs> I don't want you guys to get flagged, but, um, but we do have one. Um, the, the, uh, we do have also an angel over America, um, the US, that uh, looks like a Native American and he's massive and uh, has a fiery bird resting on his uh, left arm. And he carries a staff, and he, he, he walks from east to west continually over America. And he prays and he, and he battles over the US, keeps a lot of these things out from the US. So not only are there you know, bad ones, but there are good ones that are over countries as well, that like Michael is the angelic prince over Israel. Okay, He protects Israel. He doesn't go after the U.S., he protects Israel. Um, So there's another angel over the U.S. that helps with that. But there are bad ones, too, that we do have to go through, that we have to fight through as well.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, Micah, this
4: is something that we don't normally do. Um, We normally start off with prayer, but you talked a little bit about it at the beginning. Yeah. And I'd love if you'd pray over us, pray with us, um, that we yeah. have that intimacy with Jesus, that we have that um, that closeness, that relationship. Sure. If you could do that for us, I would love that. Oh,
2: my goodness, yes. I'm so glad you asked. Yes, 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 yes. So um, however the posture you want to be in to receive from the Lord, you can just do that. But, Lord, I just thank you so much. Lord, I thank you for those that are watching, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you desire intimacy with us. Lord, we set down our religious thinking, God. We crush it, we take a hammer, and we crush it. We put to death our religious thinking. We put to death those thoughts that, um, that you don't wanna do this, that you don't like us, God. We put to death those thoughts, God, and we embrace the presence. And I just release the presence of God. I release the presence of the Holy Spirit. I release the fire of God upon everyone right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are brilliant. And you love to show us Jesus. You love to talk to us about Jesus. You love to remind us of the things Jesus said. So Holy Spirit, we rest in your embrace. We rest in your presence. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are ready to move upon our hearts to receive the fullness of Jesus. Jesus, you prayed. Father, I desire that they would be with me where I am, that they would see the fullness of my glory. And Lord, I thank you. Jesus, you prayed it. You prayed that prayer. And we're here to say, yes, show us the fullness of your glory. Show us the fullness of your glory. Show us the fullness of your glory. We want to behold God. We want to behold the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We open up our hearts to receive from you. And Lord, I just thank you for fun, angelic encounters, Lord. Angels and dreams, angels and visions, God. I thank you, Lord, for enhancing their spiritual senses, God, to the degree that you've called them to be on this side right now. I thank you for enhancing their spiritual senses and their spiritual gifts. In Jesus' name, we love you, Jesus, and we want more of you. Amen. Amen. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: <laughs> that is powerful. Thank you, Micah. I absolutely love that. <laughs> You're welcome. So, You're welcome. <laughs> now, I don't know, if, Justin. You got another? You got anything else or, or something right now? I was...
3: Oh no, I mean, and that was just it. Kind of hit me, man. I know we're always talking about Deuteronomy 32 and, and the spiritual yeah. side of things, and I'm like, man, there's there's nobody else to ask that question to. It just kind of hit me from out of nowhere. I didn't mean to blindside you,
2: Micah. <laughs> huh? No, not blindside at all. I'm used to it. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. You're right. There are they are around and they are real. And I've seen some of them, met some of them. And uh, you know the gods. India has thousands of gods. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gods. That's the station. That's actually where they stay right now. Is above India. That's why I keep praying for India because one day you'll see those gods fall out of the sky, bro. You know when they die like mortal men oh man i'm praying for india i know thousands are going to come to know the lord jesus man can you imagine those temples those deities (laughs) crawling falling to the floor india your time is coming you know so it's gonna yeah they're around but jesus has defeated them and we do have to deal with them um but that's just what it is for now ben you got anything else i'm good well, listen,
4: Micah, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find your information, where they can follow you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am on my website, beholdwonder.com. Um, you can find uh, my articles there. I also released a book called The Invitation. Um, you can purchase the book on Amazon and I have a children's series out called The City of Kings. Um, you can, that's a great family-oriented story about me in heaven with playing with a bunch of kids and it's, it's, it's amazing. And so you can find my stuff there. I'm also on Facebook, Micah Turbo on Facebook. You can find me there. I'm on Instagram. Behold Wonder. I'm behold wonder at behold wonder on Instagram, but on Facebook, it's just Micah Turbo. I also have a YouTube channel, um, behold wonder. You can search that and I have videos there, um, where I tell stories and, and things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, um, all over the place on social social media, so you can definitely find me there. But yeah, definitely pick up the book. Um, I go through my childhood, uh, some crazy encounters I've had. It's just a really good overview book about my life and and uh, where I am now. So, yeah. Well, Micah, thank you so much. It's been awesome. We've
4: really enjoyed you on, and I got a feeling uh, we'll be we'll be. Uh calling you back here because as soon as we hang up we'll have about a thousand more questions
2: oh yeah sure (laughs) that's good that's good i would love to come back anytime guys anytime you guys are fun i actually really enjoy you Mm -hmm. this is fun i'm glad i know you're i know you're not gonna lie so i appreciate that i really enjoy (laughs) i've done a lot of podcasts you guys are fun so (laughs) you guys are real fun i enjoy i enjoy this thank you
1: hey guys thanks for listening to dig bible podcast if you would check us out on facebook instagram twitter youtube comment tell us where you're from because that would be cool comment subscribe like hit the thumbs up share with your friends share the share the love till next time see you later